Hi, I'm John Freitag. I'm with All American Hospice. I'm here today with Lindsay Cheshire and Aaron Fox from the Pinnacle at Plymouth Meeting. And um, so, Aaron, Lindsay, um, I usually like to start off with how did you get into uh, how did you get into long term care? How did you get into working with seniors? Um, I actually uh, started out as a business office manager at another community. Um, HR manager and once you know I left I decided that I wanted to do um, marketing and worked at another community for a couple of years doing marketing and realized that it was um, definitely for me um, more time with the families spending more time with the residents and just feel that it's um, what I'm supposed to be doing I honestly couldn't imagine doing anything else so. and I got my start Short, shortly after, actually in college, when I was in college, I worked in the dining room of a community yeah. as a waitress. When I graduated from college with my degree in education and my certificate to teach, um, I decided I didn't want to teach. And that was the end of it. And so I got a job in the community that I was a waitress in, did activities and um, you know moved around a couple of times, got into marketing, and I, I love it. That's awesome. I actually started in dietary also. I was in high school. Yes. Dishwasher and moved up through the, yeah. I didn't plan on it, planning on doing nope. it either. I did a criminal justice in college. So you never know where, where you're going to end up. That's great. So you guys are opening up a brand new community. Um, is this, have you guys done that before? Have you ever opened up a new building? No, I actually have not. I came actually from a community with only 54 apartments and I am definitely uh, four times that now. Uh, so we'll have 197 apartments. So this is definitely, you know, a first. Um, it's been a challenge, but it's been incredible at the same time. So um, it's been a lot of fun, stressful at times, a lot of long hours, but um, you know, and, and watching um, a building go up from the ground up is incredible. It's, you know, every day you look at it and it's like, wow, you know, I'm going to be here for this entire process. So um, definitely, definitely enjoying it. And you guys get to put together the team too, which is, I think, even, you know, more important. Yes. To yes. sort of handpick everyone and just cultivate that. Yep. Yeah. And we're working on that now. Um, and if anyone's looking for a business office position, uh, we are hiring a business office manager still. And um, I think we have an activities person. Yeah, yeah. We have somebody in the works. Correct. But um, yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun to do that. Um, I've also never opened a building before. So um, I've worked in old buildings, really, really old buildings like with old historical mansions, and I've worked in um, a relatively new build, but I didn't open it, so. Yeah, and I think it's the team like that you guys are putting together. I think that's what really counts. You know, you could have the, the nicest building in the world, uh, but it's really the people that are providing the care and the people that are um, there to answer questions. Like you guys are so dedicated. We are just talking about, you know, all the nonstop calls on the weekends and yeah. you know, trying to help I everyone. I always say it's not about the bricks and mortar. It's about what's going to happen inside, which I think is the most important. For sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, you guys will come out even stronger having to do this during the pandemic, you know, and it's, uh, it's a learning experience for everyone. But yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so, so what we wanted to talk about today to try to make it, um, to try to make it more of a learning experience is talk about moving into a long-term care community. So what could someone expect when they're moving in? Well, um, they can expect a pretty big change in lifestyle. Um, now, some of our some of our depositors are coming from their large homes, um, where they're downsizing their belongings. Um, they're getting rid of stuff. They're trying to give stuff to their children, or they're giving it to Goodwill or whatever. Um, and that that's a big adjustment. Um, some of our other depositors are moving from apartments, which mm -hmm. makes it you know a little bit easier, but it's still. Um, it's a downsize, it's a lifestyle change. Um, what I say on the, on the receiving end of that, um, we do everything we can to make it easier for these people. We have resources, we have people. Um, so to anybody who's interested in, in moving into a community, um, the sales directors or community relations directors are generally, you know, the, the the driving force they're going to give you resources they're, the they're going to help you um, whether you're an adult child helping your parents or you're um, a resident you know looking to be a resident yourself right and you know when we do um, meet with families I mean I've noticed like as far as independent living is concerned it's been more of who's going to be the resident that's been reaching out um, I do have you know some children of, um, you know, residents that are coming saying it's time for mom and dad to, to downsize. We want them to be able to be in independent living still, but want them to be able to, you know, as they would need care to be able to have that, you know, progressively. Right. Are, do you think people are um, being proactive enough? Like they're getting into independent living sooner than sooner than later and being able to take advantage of it? Not everybody. <laughs> yeah, not everybody. People wait too long. Um, some people do wait, you know, um, a very long time, you know, but then there's some who are, I need to make this, I need to make this decision now. You know, I need to make this change now and don't want to do it when it's too late, mm -hmm. you know, so, but, you know, when we, when we meet with them, you know, we, we tell them everything that we have to offer. Um, you know, that, that, you know, the community feels like a, a home for us, you know, we always, you know, joke and say, you know, when we're out on the road somewhere, um, I'm on my way back home, or when we're leaving at night, do you have your house keys, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, you know, when I, you know, the building's going to be our home, that's you know, nice so, yeah. I mean, that's how we feel. So once, you know, we tell, you know, the families that and the residents, they're like, wow, you know, they're really in this for the right reasons. Right. And the other big question is, so you guys work, you know, for the pinnacle, are you going to move to another community when another community opens up? And we say, no, you know, this, this is our home because they don't want to go from one person to the next. They want consistency. Yeah. And sometimes you, know? you see that in communities where they just have people come in and open up the place and they're gone. On to the next one. So right. Mm -hmm. Right. You guys are right. going to be there for the long yeah. haul to, to help them yeah. transition and everything. What do you yes. think the number one question that you guys get for like perspective, you know, move-ins, uh, another number one question or concern? Um, people always want to know about the price. Okay. Price yeah. is definitely. Price is number and, one. And that's, I mean, a valid concern. 
Um, it's yeah, not. You can afford it. It's not an inexpensive mm -hmm. venture um, in this area, and our our community is very, I think, reasonable mm -hmm. um, compared to uh, some of our competitors um, for a brand new build. Uh, but yeah, you go from you go from paying where you didn't have a mortgage anymore; it's all paid off. Maybe you're paying your taxes and your bills. And then having to go to a rental where you're paying a monthly rent. The nice thing about our our community is that it is all inclusive. Right. So you're getting all your utilities. You're getting you're getting meals. You're getting um, your housekeeping. You're getting basic cable, um, all included. Yeah, so all you included. don't have those little bills that add up. You, know, you don't have to pay taxes. Yep. Yeah, you don't have to pay taxes. And when they increase, you have to continue to pay the taxes. Mm -hmm. right, you know. Right. Yeah. So, but you know, the, I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. The other nice thing is, is, you know, when we, when people, you know, do call, it's, are you a buy-in? No, we are not a buy-in. You know, we are a community fee. You pay Could you explain to people who are listening who might not understand what's a buy-in versus community fee? How do they differ? Um, I'll actually let Lindsay take that because I have never personally worked for a buy-in. Okay. So, well, there's a couple different options for buy-ins. Um, the buy-in is generally a large chunk of money where you buy into the community. Now, some of the buy-ins in, in our area are a true buy-in where your money is put toward your care for the rest of your life. So if you run out of money, you can't afford to pay your rent anymore. They will still continue to take care of you. Most of these are CCRCs, so they're continuing care retirement communities that will provide the care to, to the very end. Um, some of the other buy-ins, and read the fine print if you're shopping, um, you'll buy in to an independent living apartment. You own the apartment. You're still paying your, your dues each month. When you move out, whether you need to move to personal care, memory care, or skilled, um, then they sell the apartment and you get that money that you bought in back. Now, some of them do 80%, some of them do 100%. Again, read the fine print. So everybody has a different financial um, setup for that. Right, okay. Ours and some of the other competitors in our area were rental only, community fee one time, month to month rent. Right. And you know, if you, they choose to move out for any reason, um, it's a 30 day written notice. Mm -hmm. okay. so. How could someone prepare if they're you know, moving into a community or they're thinking about moving into a community? What's the best way to prepare for it? I think the number one thing um, is pretty much, you know, like have your finances in order so you know what you can and cannot afford. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we want you to come live with us, obviously. You know, or, you know, speak to somebody who can help you decide what you can and cannot afford a month, mm -hmm. you know. Well, and we, we work with some partners, elder mm -hmm. care attorneys and um, financial planners that, that we have as our resources that we can refer to people if they choose um, to look into that. Also having, um, you know, someone in your, whether it's a family member or a trusted friend, who can be your power, power of attorney. Yeah. Um, a lot of seniors these days don't have them. And it's, um, it's something that's, that's pretty important, especially when you start thinking about, you know, you don't want to think of it as end of life, but you know, 
in case something happens, something could happen at any moment to any of us, um, to have that, that person in place that you, that you trust to make financial decisions, but also, um, healthcare decisions as well. Yeah. I mean, we see it way too often on my end, you know, in hospice because I mean, no one's planning on getting terminally ill and then all of a sudden something happens and you don't have anyone there to make the decisions for you. Right. Yeah. People need to be able to, to step up. And if you didn't write down anything on, on paper of what your wishes are, then your family's yeah. definitely. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's important, I think, um, after, I mean, it's important for everybody, but it's important after a certain age to review it annually. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've heard people say, you know, do it at Thanksgiving, right. you know, it's not, it's not necessarily the conversation you want to have, but that might be when you have your whole family there that you can say, okay, this is what it says. This is where the finances are. This is where, what I believe, this is what I want and, and open up the conversation. Yeah. That's a good idea though. Actually, like you could incorporate into Thanksgiving, like, Oh, I'm thankful to have you guys here and being supportive. And this is something that I wanted to go over with you. So that's an awesome segue for it. And you know, the other thing is, is, you know, when we do talk to families, if they're doing the research, for their family member, you know, independent living, even with personal care, well, assisted living, personal care, or memory care, you know, it's, you know, we have to think about it, we have to talk about it, and I always say, yes, please take your time, talk about it, discuss it with the entire family, because this is a big decision for your loved one, you know, this isn't, you know, like, okay, I looked, my, I want my parent to move in tomorrow. You know, everybody needs to be involved and, and discuss what's best, what community is best, where are they going to get the best care at, or the amenities, you know, things like that. They have to think about those things. Too. And the location too, like yes. is what's convenient for everybody. Right. Um, because it, it's no good for anybody if, if there's one family member who, who disagrees. Right. Um, so it's important to have that open dialogue and sometimes you won't you won't always get that and sometimes there's going to be someone who's not happy with the decision but um do your best to include everybody and keep that open you guys are like a com- combination of realtors social workers admission people uh, it's <laughs> we yeah we are yeah wow ultimately we care about the people um that we deal with and and we want the best for for our depositors, for our soon-to-be residents, and for um, anybody who who thinks that the Pinnacle is a good choice for their loved one or themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you want someone who's living there to be happy with their decision because right. you want them to be to stay there. You don't want to bounce right, right. around. It's mm-hmm. it's not good for them. It's not good for you. Um, so a lot of the communities, when you talk about them, you always talk about all the group activities and all the great things that people can do and all the friends you can make, which is you know which is awesome and it's a huge selling point. But what about people who prefer to do stuff on their own? Um, what can they do in a community? Well, our community has a lot of little nooks and crannies where um, there may be activities going on. We will have a movie theater. We will have an activities room. We will have a rooftop deck with uh, space for activities out there. Um, but there's also quiet places like a library, um, a conservatory, a, um, a stitch room, mm-hmm. an arts and crafts room, you know, so there's places to go where you can be alone, but still, you know, watch, watch the comings and goings of people and just have people around. And I think, um, you know, as we age, um, it's important to have people around. 
you know, and some of these people in their homes may or may not have neighbors that look in on them, or they may or may not have loved ones or um, children coming by. Um, especially during this COVID crisis, right. you know, it's been really hard for some seniors in their homes who are very isolated. <clears throat> Even with our quarantine and shelter in place, if they're living in a community, they've got someone right there yeah. at all times. Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, we've talked about it before at, at other you know conferences and stuff. Depression in seniors, and I mean, how prevalent it is. So, right. I mean, that's that's a discussion in itself. But you know, in being in a facility or a community, and having support, I mean, it could definitely. Yeah definitely, you know, help decrease that. Just having that, that button to push in the morning. Yeah. And if you don't push that button, somebody's going to at least call you. Yep. And if you don't answer, someone's knocking on the door. Yep. So it's really nice to have that. And it's nice for the loved ones to know that mom is getting checked on or dad getting checked on at least once a day. Right. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there any misconceptions or anything that, um, that you've heard about senior living? Um, anything that comes up often that you have to be like, no, no, that's not really what happens. I think the biggest misconception that I've, I've dealt with in my experience is that, um, that we're going to do everything that, you know, and, and talking about the people who wait too long mm -hmm. and then they're shocked at the sticker price of what it costs to have the care. Um, and so managing the expectations is something else that we both do. Right. Do you want to speak to that? Um, so, you know, the thing is, is we can't, you know, come out ourselves without a, a resident being assessed saying, well, this is how much care you're going to have or how much care we're going to, you know, you have to pay for. Um, our, our, our nurse will have to assess mm -hmm. and say, you know, this is how much care your loved one's going to need, you know, and then, you know, whatever the care level is. But you know, the thing is, is they're going to get really great care. You know, we have 24-7 care. So if they need help with anything, they, you know, they press their, their um, call pendant, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not like we're going to say, well, you know, that's not part of their, their care package. We're not going to do it. We would never do that to, to a resident. They're, they're, we, they're our number one priority. Their safety, health, and well-being is the most important thing to us. I know it will be to our care staff, our nurse, our whole team, everybody that works in that building. But it's also, you know, just just managing the communication between mm -hmm. the power of attorney or the loved one who's right. expecting. And I think I think with independent living, and I've heard this a little bit um, as we've tried to get deposits um, for our our community that, you know, oh, well, you're going to take care of all their meals. Well, no. In independent living, they're still going to have a kitchen. They're still going to be responsible for some meals because they're independent. You know, if they need three meals a day, then, then we need to look at personal care. So it's managing the expectations on both ends. Yeah, and I think managing the expectations, I think, is a major part in everything, you know, because if it's not communicated, they're not going to know it, and you can't take it for granted that, you know, people are going to come in and just – be aware of what all you, you know, right. what right. everything mm -hmm. is. So, and you yeah. know, the other thing is, is, you know, we'll, our whole team nurse will, will meet every morning. So we'll always have our eyes 
on a resident or a, a group of residents. I mean, we can't be in every, like Lindsay and I can't be in every single place of the building at the same time, but in our meeting we'll say, oh, Mr., you know, say Jones, we, we noticed, you know, he's having little balance issues or, you know, things like that. So our nurse will be like, let, you know, maybe I need to look into this. I need to, you know, assess it myself, talk to the care staff, you know, and then if he needs some type of extra care or even therapy, they'll communicate that with the family so that they're aware of everything that's going on. Yeah, no, that sounds great. And I mean, I think just the key takeaway is, um, try to get into one of these communities early while you still can, you know, while you still have support, find a power of attorney, someone who can help you out if, you know, something happens to you. So that's, that's great. And the communities are incredible and there's so many popping up and your guys seem to, you know, stand out and go above and beyond. So I can't wait to see when it opens up. Um, John, thank you so much, John. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate it. And one quick question. I know you guys are doing a lot of stuff different with uh, COVID-19. How can someone check out the community? Are you guys, you guys have a, a YouTube channel, right? We do. We do. We have a YouTube channel. Um, we've gone to our, one of our sister communities. We've done um, quite a bit of, of filming. Um, once in a while, you know, we can sneak into our building and, and do a little video. We are doing virtual tours as well, which people have been very appreciative of. And, you know, when they're looking for an apartment, we actually have floor, like big floor plans. We'll take a picture and send it to them. And, you know, they'll say, well, I like this apartment, you know, what's the square footage, you know, and things like that. So it, it's, it's, it's working. working. That's cool. It's working. And we are hoping that once we are in the building, once we get our certificate of occupancy, um, that we can do more of the virtual tours mm -hmm. of actual units. Right. Um, right now we're limited to when we can go in so um yeah we're, we're dependent on the, of it. so we're using the youtube channel and um and we are offering some nice incentives for people who you know because right now it's hard you know if they're ready to make a decision and they want to look at us and they want to deposit with us um, we have some nice things to offer well i love your innovation i like watching everything you do you guys really click together. So thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right. Thanks guys. Oh, and I'll, uh, I'll include all your, your YouTube link and all your contact information in the, uh, the comment section below. Thanks. Excellent. Thank, Thank you very you. much.